Hour number two, Canuck Central here at the Kintech studio. It's uh, an overrated, underrated edition of Canuck Central as we're here on a Wednesday. Always get in your uh, topics du jour each and every Wednesday. I'll throw out a tweet prompting you for some responses. It's pretty simple. You give us a uh, topic. Uh, late night beer league games, overrated or underrated. And then we discuss whether they are overrated, underrated, or on the off chance, perfectly rated. Oh, can we, can we answer that one actually? Uh, sure. Let's do it. Hit the music. Late night beer league games, overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. I had one last night, 10, 15. Ooh. How did you feel? Uh, it was tough, you know, because the game, like the Canucks game finished so early, right? It finished what? Mm -hmm. Six o'clock. And then I just, I had like three hours where I was like, I I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. You know, like you have dinner and then you can like maybe want to like start to shut it down. I was like, I can't shut it down. I, I got to get ramped up. Did you do a, how many spros did you have? I had a spro at uh, 8.30. Okay. You know, made what? myself a little, uh, I, I make this little like night snack, like a, a fake uh, <laughs> night snack. <laughs> night snack. It's like a protein cookie dough. I don't know. Protein cookie dough. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So you I got a little extra protein. This in. is post game. This is like post game, yeah. Ah, so this oh. is when you came home at like midnight. And what time did you get home? No, at like this was it, between oh, post the game, Canucks, Canucks game and then like okay, oh, okay. I thought you meant post. So Canucks game finished at six, and then I yeah. had like three hours to figure out what I was going to do before I headed out to the rink. So you had a snack. So what time did you get home and get to bed? Uh, I didn't get home till almost midnight. Okay. Uh, you have a post game bevy, yeah. you know, in in the room, hang out with the boys. The uh, the ref for the night, Rod, yeah. big fan of the show. Hey, that's nice. Shouts to Rod. Did he give you a favorable call or two? No. Uh, no. No. He didn't give us anything. <laughs> I was like, hey, you could at least give us one for them making me look like a pylon out yeah. there, you know? <laughs> but uh, no, Rod, Rod was a good guy. I like. I used to love. Like, I used to think the over, the the late night game was underrated, but as I've gotten older. Ah, oh, it's it's a tough one. I man. was gonna say when I was younger, I would love late night. I loved late <sighs> night hockey. I loved late night like pickup basketball. Like yeah. some, some place would have open gym from like nine to midnight or oh, nine to eleven. Let's go, fire it up! Yeah, I'm so it's great. Fun. I love so the good evening. So good. And you get like good ballers coming out at night too. Yeah. Like it's you know for basketball is great and hockey was always fun too. But as I get older, I was like no man. Like if it's a, it's a non game day now. Like I'm in bed by like at eleven o'clock. Like I shut it down. Yeah, I go to sleep. I'm almost forty. I'm a man. You're washed. <laughs> You're washed. It's over. The late night game. It uh, used to be underrated for me. It is now uh, It is now definitely overrated. Uh, okay, we'll move on to this one. Overrated, underrated. Decentralized drafts. Overrated or underrated? Oh, this is uh, the topic around the league right now. Everybody wants to make the draft more like the NFL draft. Here's the thing. The NHL draft doesn't have the same pop as the uh as, as the NHL, well, the sorry, the NHL draft doesn't have the same pop as the NFL draft does. I actually think it it may streamline the process. Does a draft move faster when you don't have like the whole team getting up, going up, and you know, like just have the one guy announcing oh, it? I I would love for them to sort of limit what teams do when they go up for their first round draft. The choice. NBA is a commissioner. NFL is yeah. a commissioner. They get up, they make the selections. The guy comes up, shakes hands, put on puts on the helm, puts on the hat, puts on the jersey. Yeah, you move on, right? Well, like. That's that's how it should be. It's like Bill Daly on day two. You yeah. know, like he just sits there at the podium announcing every pick. That's great.
great to have the commissioner or somebody yeah. else or bring in somebody to whatever like I, I don't care I like I like think that's underrated it'll streamline it um, I guess the negative part is you don't if you're at the draft not having as many people from different teams there to mingle with or whatever but if you're doing your job that's kind of what I love about the NHL draft, though. Everyone's there. Everyone's there on the floor. And that's the thing. But that's that's from a media perspective. Yeah. I, but it, I'm trying to view it from a, the viewer's perspective. Mind you, like, there wasn't any trades made at day, on day one of the draft last year anyhow, so. No, and I mean, listen. Does it really facilitate trades for everybody to be there on the draft floor? Yeah, and it might be tougher for the insiders, right? Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, Adrian Wojnarowski still, like, makes all the draft selections, and they're a decentralized draft, so it's like... You know, I'm yep. sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm. I'm. I'm thinking it's underrated. Uh, I'm gonna say overrated. Stick with the NHL draft the way that it is. I like it. It's one of the few things the league does well. Keep it going. Uh, Jay Hammy, hard skates at practice. Overrated or underrated? Clearly overrated because it didn't get the Canucks doing what uh, Rick Tockett wanted them to do. Yeah, here's like if you're always skating hard in practice every game, it's overrated because you're gonna gas your guys, right? But well, if you have to skate your guys hard, it's because of a reason. Yeah. So. Did Tockett, like, uh, Tockett knew. He had an inkling that uh, this kind of performance was creeping up on his team, yeah. didn't he? It, yeah, at he least did. it feels like that now. Well, I mean, especially with how he called them out. I know people, met, you know, there were people that made the interesting points, people on t- post-game shows saying stuff like, is it better off for the coach, especially after they won the first two games, to give positive reinforcements and build them up and give them confidence instead of, you know, ripping them the way he did? I, I don't think that took away from their confidence. I think, if anything, they may have been like, all right, fine. Like, and they still kind of showed the... Na- I, I call it naive arrogance. Yes. Like, I don't think it's arrogance from the point of, like, they're actually arrogant people. I think there's a naive arrogance about how they can win games and what level of effort they need to give in order to win games. Yeah. They have this like, uh, and Hey, the Canucks aren't the only team that, that have done this in the past, but they definitely play down to their opponents at times. Yeah. A lot of teams do, but yes, they, and I think this, the teams that do that more often than not are teams that haven't matured yet. Yeah. And some of it is, Hey, you're not as talented, but to me, the game against Philly had nothing to do with talent. The Flyers are not a better hockey team, and they dominated the game. Yeah. What did we talk about? All po- you talked about pregame was like, as, as long as you work hard, you'll be fine against this Flyers team. Canucks did not work hard. They sat. didn't work hard at all. And you saw how, how aggressive... Stradamus strikes uh, again. Man. You saw how aggressive they were, too. Yeah. You saw how much space... Like, if you break their press, like, how much yep. space you get. And they never did. No. Not once. Just needed a little Andrea Pirlo through ball <laughs> to just... Just break through that press. Yeah. Didn't didn't come. For didn't the Vancouver Canucks. Next one from Rob. Tyler Myers not getting the memo that Team Tank has been shelved. Overrated or underrated? Oh, if this was a real thing, it would definitely be uh, underrated. But um, Myers' game last night. There was certainly nothing about Myers' game that was overrated. He was awful. Yeah. I Among mean, he, the worst Canucks. Yeah. If not the worst. Yeah. I, I want to answer the question exactly. What did he say? What was the question exactly? Tyler, Tyler Myers, Myers not getting the memo that Team Tank has been shelved. Yeah. I mean, it might be underrated. He may, you know. But I, I think, man, like, to your point, 
when you're making the type of mistakes he makes, even yeah. sometimes when he's not pressured, like the giveaway backhand into the middle of the slot when he has space to get the puck out. Yep. Stuff like that to me is like, come on. That can't be because of a chaotic environment. Now, if you want to make the argument that if you have a chaotic environment, he can't help but be chaotic himself. But come on, dude. <laughs> Figure it out. Like when I, I'm not asking you to be a, yeah. a four. I'm not even asking him to be a $3 million Maybe defenseman. don't make blind passes into the middle of the ice in your own zone as a defenseman. And he played 17 minutes last night. He wasn't playing like top four minutes. No. He was playing essentially like but number five defenseman on minutes. every shift. Every shift. Yeah. Tough, tough game. Uh, next one comes from Justin and East Van. Canucks goaltending, overrated or underrated? Feels like underrated right now. Yeah, how can you say overrated? I mean, Demko was spectacular the first game. The second game, he was even better. And if then, anything, Demko has already announced himself as uh, a Vesna candidate for this year. Staking his claim early. Yeah. And even, you know, like, uh, man, Woodley is so good. We had Woodley on. If you missed it, check it out. But... The stuff he said about Casey the Smith, even in terms of he's implementing things off how to handle the rush already, and he's impressed by how quickly he's implementing it in his game, and he's doing it against Edmonton the on Clark, the fly. The Ian Clark teachings. Yeah, and I think some of the stuff like that is why Woodley's so great, the details he can tell you about. And I think that also shows a lot of ability from the goaltender, right? And also shows a lot of hard work from him to be able to and be receptive to get that and be able to implement it quickly and, and do it in the first game. There are moments, like he mentioned too, Woodley, like there was a lot of rebounds. The team did a good job of clearing them. So I have my questions in general about like how good he was versus like, you know, but he was, he was good. And I think with his willingness to work and get better, I don't think there's any way you can view the Canucks goaltending as overrated. And this could be the first year if they're right about DeSmith and DeSmith can get better. And you have a guy that can spell Demko yeah. 30 games this year. That would be massively underrated. You know, one of the things Woodley mentioned was uh, there's there can be a lot of variance in DeSmith performances. Sometimes they can be very good. The highs are really high. Yeah. The lows are really low. Um, and that can sometimes be down to technique, right? He can make the saves, but he can be, I mean, as we saw, chaotic on Saturday. But he got the job done. You're never going to complain about a goalie that gets the results in the moment. But in the world of uh, is this sustainable or not, you know, it kind of felt like your starting pitcher having a bunch of like hard hit balls just end up in gloves, yeah, you know, and, and getting away with it. So I, I want to see Casey DeSmith continue to do it is I think my point before I make a judgment on how good he is going to be for the entire season. But early returns are very positive for the Canucks goaltending this year. Let's hope they start defending better to back that up. Because the, the worst thing about last night, and Sat mentioned this on Twitter, you just punted uh, a, an unbelievable performance from Thatcher Demko. Waste. Where he saved more than three goals above expected. Yeah. So that's travesty. Keyshawn, Ian Cole's ice time, and if... They should be concerned with how high it is, overrated or underrated. I think you should be concerned about how high it is because it shows how little faith the coaching staff so far has shown in the rest of the defensemen. Yeah. Now with Kasusi coming back and he played 15, you know, almost 16 minutes, does he start peeling some of that back a little bit? So I think there is, you know, a little bit of, you mm -hmm. know, concern there. I would say... Um... <sighs> Like, right now, I'm not really concerned about Ian Cole. No. So I'd say it's underrated. 
Yeah, I think when the Canucks acquired him, they had uh, they knew he was probably going to be their third best defenseman, even though Carson Soucy is making a touch more and did get the term. It really all came down to age for Soucy and probably market to a certain extent. Yeah. But Cole has looked and has played very much like the third best defenseman. And with the situation, the way that it currently is, I don't know if it's going to change all that much. I don't don't all of a sudden see Carson Soucy playing 20 minutes a night. He might get a career high in minutes. Now, it's only three games in. He's averaging 22-45. Yeah. He's never had a season, even partial season for any team, where he's crested 19 and got to 20. Ian Cole. Yeah. He's been, you know, in the 19, you know, high 19 range before, which is, you know, top four minutes, but he hasn't ever played like yeah. this is when you're playing 21, 22 minutes, you're playing at a level of number two, number three, def- like number three defenseman. Right. That's kind of where you're at. Like not only top four, number three. Whereas I think ideally, if Ian Cole is your fourth or fifth best defenseman, now you got a really good team. And, and I like the guy a lot. I think he's great. And I think he's done a fantastic job, but it's also been because they haven't had too many other options. I'd like for his minutes to come down a little bit because mm-hmm. I think you get a more effective player over the course of the season if you if you do that. But I'm a big fan of how he plays. I really am. And I think that that type of intelligence he shows, the toughness he has, and just his ability. like he, He's a very smart player. He makes quick reads as well. And that's something this team really needs on the back end. So I'm a big fan of what he's provided. The one thing I will say uh, for Ian Cole's ice time, what might help it come down a little bit, maybe if the Canucks stop taking so many, many damn penalties. That could help. Because <laughs> it just seems like they're constantly on the penalty kill. And that maybe is because they've been constantly chasing each of the last two games. This one from InfoKid, Ryan Reeves, overrated or underrated? Um, I don't think there is a world where I can say Ryan Reeves is underrated, but I actually am getting the sense Where's with his uh, inclusion on the Leafs <laughs> has actually been beneficial for all of his off-ice Banter. It's like taking attention away from what do they call it in Toronto? The core four. Yeah. The, you know, talking about Ryan Reeves a lot. People yeah. are just like going to Ryan Reeves for a quote after every yeah. game, after every practice. And it's just like taking a little bit of the burden off of Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. I mean, if he does that for three years, maybe, uh, maybe his contract will end up being worth it. Problem is he's really been bad on the ice. Even yeah. the, the few amount of minutes he's actually played from an, as an actual hockey player, yeah. obviously overrated. Like he's, he's, you know, not, but, but he can at least play a shift enough that if you need a tough guy out, you can play him. And to your point, everything else he brings. Yeah. Good team guy. And it's not ridiculous money. We're not talking about, you know, getting paid 3 million per season or anything. No. You know, it's just how much is it? 1. 1. 1.6. Yeah. Is that what he gets paid? It's not very yeah one point three five. To me, it's fine. And honestly, there are not there there aren't enough guys like that in the league. It's just a little above a fully variable contract. Yeah, a little so, bit too like yeah maybe a little too much. But one point three five, I'd say underrated. Um, I know because it's already become a conversation this year, and it was yesterday, and even the way the Oilers were taking runs at Pedersen at different points. Mm. The Canucks are soft. You can say it. Yeah. They're soft. They need to be tougher. I, I, was, I was doing the uh, the Rick Tockett, you know, the, the Ricky Bobby. It was soft. It was a soft performance. And no offense, but you're an idiot. Well, Rick Tockett. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call the guy soft, but... 
mean, that's why they oh, kind of... You kind of just called them soft, didn't you, Rick? Well, and that's why they needed somebody like Lafferty, but even he's not enough, right? And again, this team, if they're going to be tough, they have to be tough as a group. You know what, what made them tough in the first game? Mm-hmm. Their puck pursuit. Yep. You know, they were playing disruptive hockey. They were annoying to play against. That was tough to play against. You know, you stick up for each other as a group. Somebody does something, two or three guys jump in. Like, that's what it has to be. You don't have one guy. Yeah. And so far, they haven't shown that outside. Even the first game wasn't like, hey, they played well, but it wasn't like they were ever challenged physically to have to have, you know, have to answer the bell. Dakota Joshua dropped the gloves, obviously, but it wasn't like, you know, there was this like real need to answer for anything. But yeah, they're a team that's soft. And the only way they're going to be tough is if they do it as a, as a group. It's, it's a lot of by committee with this team. Yeah. Same thing with toughness. All right. Next one, basketball Phil, the hoodie without Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Is there a world where Bill Belichick is underrated? I mean, everybody thinks this guy's the greatest coach of all time still, doesn't? don't they? Yeah, he's great. Unless they're from Boston. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's overrated. I think it's I think it's easy to say because of everything going on, but, like, I don't think he's overrated. Uh, Bill Belichick would be nothing without Tom Brady or cheating. Yeah, but I mean, True I think, or false? False. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's not like Bill Belichick wasn't a good coach before he came to New England. Yeah, you know, he wasn't like yeah the same. But I mean, like there there were years where he Tom just got was a, injured a, and they won. Like I mean, I don't know. I, I think he got a bad rap with Cleveland, didn't he? He did, but it wasn't necessarily his fault. Yeah, it was like the Cleveland mess. But I actually think he did a good job with Cleveland, to be honest. But, but no, that's a different story. But I think like, he's probably still the greatest defensive mind ever. Yeah, probably best game planner ever. I mean, he's a great coach. So I, I think my, like, Belichick has done some really strange things the last couple of years. Like, why was Matt Patricia their offensive coordinator last year? That might be his biggest flaw. It's been the, you know, like, he's been too loyal to his yeah. guys. And he hasn't seen past their flaws, maybe. Yeah. Now, they they brought in Bill O'Brien this year, and it's still not working. But, like... Is there ever a situation where New England is like, we're firing Bill Belichick? I don't know. I might get there. I think Robert Kraft is getting sick of the losing. Like, it wouldn't shock me that this is his last year in New England. Um, what if they end up with, like, Caleb Williams? Well, then maybe. It, like, I don't know. Like, it depends on how do they view things. How does Robert Kraft view things? Yeah. I think they needed a high pick because you need a quarterback. Yeah. Mac Jones has been a flop. Yeah. His noodle arm. <laughs> As they would say in Boston. Uh, this one from Vicky Stadium Tours. Love them. Love them. Underrated. If you have a chance to do a stadium tour at your favorite team's house, do it. Every right. day of the week, twice on Sunday. What do, it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. What if you're doing it for a team that's not your favorite team? Well, like, let's say I go to Arizona. And I'm like, hey, I want to tour the Diamondbacks stadium. Well, why would you want to do that, though? Because it's a tour. No, like, like, if it's Wrigley or Fenway. I did a Fenway tour. Yeah. That's and the thing. The yeah. Red Sox weren't playing, but it was Fenway. And I was like, okay, I want to do this. And it's really cool. Yeah. And I'm not a Red Sox fan. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. But, like, why would you do it at Chase Field? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, did yeah. you do His- it at Chase Field, Josh? No, I didn't. Okay, I thought good. about it. Yeah. See the history. You got to choose the right <laughs> venues. Yeah. And, like, I get it. Histor- historical. The history of the bird getting <laughs> Yeah, crushed I mean, by Randy Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> like Lambo would be worth it in, in football, for instance. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know we, the ballparks. We all know the ballparks in baseball. Yeah, we know the soccer ones like Real, Barcelona, or your favorite club and those things. But like, yeah, I don't need to go to Scotia Bank Center. Yeah, like I don't need to go to like you know whatever is the, is the Honda Center still in in Anaheim? Anaheim? Yeah, <laughs> like I don't need to go to any of these stadiums. I feel like 
hockey rinks, kind of not really the yeah. same vibe. I was trying to think of like basketball. Maybe MSG. Like MSG is the only one. MSG. Yeah. I think MSG and I think the Bell Center. Ah, maybe. the Centre Bell, yes. Yeah, maybe you get to see a lot of the history there. It's such, it's such a storied franchise. But uh, the history was at the Forum. Yeah, yeah I, I know so. it's true, but they, they still have like, I, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, Ben. I do um, think baseball and football are the ones yes. that are much more worth it. And European soccer. Oh, and soccer, yes. yeah. Soccer. I did. So yes. Vicky, Vicky did the uh, Arrowhead tour. She's a loyal listener, has been for a long time, Chiefs fan. Yeah. She was there, I think, for the Thursday nighter last week. Awesome. Uh, pretty awesome. And... Look, I did it last summer at, in Juventus and I in, in Torino with Juventus, and I did it all. Like I did the museum, I did the stadium tour, the locker room tour. It was just like everything I could do, I could do. It's like, yeah, whatever, take my money. It was like a Futurama <laughs> gif. Shut up and take my money. This is uh, thirty-five euros. Like, fine. <laughs> you sure you don't want? 40? Where do I sign up? It's a seven euro fee for the tickets. Like, well, I don't care. It's cool. Sure. Glad it's not 10. Charge more. Know. I don't care. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. Like they, they, they have uh, replicas of all the trophies they won and all this stuff. It's just an entire history from day one to mm-hmm. day of. Um, it's brilliant. If you have the opportunity to do it, it's never going to be overrated. Next one from Evan Parmesan on spaghetti. Overrated or uh, oh, under. Well, Evan, Parmigiano Reggiano. Like, if you are putting Parmesan, Parmesan. Like, nobody says Parmesan. No, nobody says that. People do. Some people. People do. Mark, you you go to your local grocery store, and you go to the aisle, and there is like a there there will be a already grated Parmesan, 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 whatever, <laughs> Parmesan. If you're buying that. I don't know. I, I got I got questions, okay? Because so that's you, not Parmigiano Reggiano. That's not the real thing. You know what's in my fridge right now? That. That. Oh, Josh! Like the craft one that's already done. I wasn't gonna call him out, but you know, like the that's the exact on one that I'm picturing oh, in my head. No, sorry, I get the refrigerated one. It's like in a bag. Oh. But okay, that's a little bit better. But it's still like, just take the extra step and freshly grate it. I was thinking it, of that you know? one. If you're going to an Italian restaurant and they like have. Like the pre-grated Parmesan. Like, I know what kind of Italian restaurant I'm at if you're not giving me the freshly grated cheese. Yeah. If you, That's if, why Olive Garden is so good. Yeah. <sighs> if you show up to my table with, like, a container with Parmesan, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had what that. What year is this from? 1937? <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's been in the fridge for 27 years. Uh, is this plastic? Parmigiano Reggiano is, uh, is fantastic. Yes. Spaghetti. Definitely. In, uh, all, in all forms, really. Uh, but you, you got to have the right cheese for the right pasta. So, you know, if, if you're making a carbonara, like you should be putting pecorino on it, not uh, not parmigiano. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. JL, pumpkin carving, overrated or underrated? Uh, for me, overrated. It's a mess. Now, I know kids and stuff like it, and people are artsy and stuff. And, and yeah. if you're like, I'm not, I suck at arts. Like, I'm, I'm terrible at it, so I can't really yeah. do any of it. So for me, it's overrated. I like seeing people create cool things i'll say that but for me like cutting it open getting it rid of everything and then carving it is just n- not for me yeah no, nobody wants me doing anything like this no my grade four teacher shout out to mr martin he uh he was like we were doing some kind of art uh thing <laughs> drawing and he's like my four-year-old draws better than you <laughs> 
I'm like, well, I'm only eight or nine, however old you are in grade four. Oh, man, that's mean. Uh, he's like, that's... you can't even draw stick people, Dan. I'm like, wow, that's oh, really harsh. That's really harsh. I'm eight. That's when Dan, his dream of being an artist died. Like, you know what? If I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to be an actor or I'm going to be a radio host. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how it's going to work. Um, I'm also very bad at it. So I always, but I Fair. always go into it every time I do it being like, this is the year. I'm doing something nice. I'm going to be something real good. I'm going to nail it. Take my time. You make one mistake. And I'm like, I'm done. This Mine would over. be a good meme though. Like if this is like, this is what I'm trying to carve versus <laughs> what I actually carve. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what do you do in an apartment? Do you like put it in the window? Yeah, no, on the, that's the on thing. The like, porch. On the porch. And, yeah. You have, have a porch. I don't have a porch. Oh, well. I don't even have a balcony. Oh, well. I have an enclosed balcony. Mm-hmm. Put it in the enclosed balcony. Yeah. I don't know. Just like show it in the window. Yeah. Just a little candle. Get a little you get like trick or, you get trick or treaters at all? Uh, no, we do not. No. no. Uh, like the idea of like being festive is just very. Uh, it's very tiresome. No, no matter like. Uh, That's a hot take. Is it yeah. really? I don't know. Like I'm actually. I, mean, I know it's not the time yet, but I'm actually excited. Well, for, festive like, doesn't mean like just uh, Christmas. Like I, I mean yeah. for like sort of anything on the calendar. You know, yeah, Halloween, I, Valentine's Day. I, I see the Halloween stuff because it's such a sh- such a short period of time. But I gotta say, I always get excited when I can pull out the Christmas tree and like yeah. the Christmas Christmas ornaments. Ooh. Like like because I got nice ones, I think, yeah. and they're cool, and they yes. always make it nice and cozy. That's so like I always remember to. from how Jack yeah. sat was last year. To oh, get his, uh, I was Christmas, so excited. Uh, his Christmas decos up. Like some of my nicest decos are like Christmas decos. Yeah. Yeah, so like I get to take him out again. I'm I'm big on like chrome stuff. So I got like these chrome reindeer and stuff like, like that. Uh, yeah, they're is, really cool. Wow, this is next level. <laughs> you can buy chrome can, stuff for other chrome time. reindeer. I know, but like I don't like. I mean, it's it's like weird to have. Like I have like this little plate that's chrome that I have like right. uh, on the windowsill and stuff like that. I, and I have like little candles. You know, I just but. can't. I can't handle it. Like, I can't believe Christmas decos are already out. At like, well, like Costco is a different beast. Costco is like Christmas stuff in August. When is it acceptable to put them out? Like, do you have to wait to December? Oh, uh, they've already after put them out. Remembrance Day at home. Oh, oh after at that's, home. Yeah, at home. Oh, I oh. feel like that's the the bar for a lot of people. December Remembrance Day. Remembrance or Day. some people wait. American Thanksgiving. December. American Thanksgiving. I don't know. I might be a Remembrance Day guy. I, this year. Oh, I've been a Remembrance. Day guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like. How do you have like mugs and plates and cutlery and all this stuff for like every holiday? You need to feel that festive. I don't know. If I don't even have space for all this stuff. Starbucks has drinks for every holiday. That's uh, fair enough. PSL, let's go. Pumpkin spice lattes. This is prime time for that. Yeah. Now, a day like today. <sighs> yeah. I'm more really of a, rainy. I'm more of a peppermint mocha guy. Oops. Still never had one. But. We could we could do some PSLs one day. I'm not big on bros last year. PSLs this year. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not big on the pumpkin spice. Uh, it's too sweet for Sat. Not next. even that. I like like I start, like my favorite coffee is like I can hazelnut do, syrup. Yeah. I, I'll Ooh. have hazelnut syrup mm. and stuff with cinnamon. I just don't like little spice. little nocciola on anything. It's, right. it's, uh, it's good. We're gonna fit two more in. Okay. Uh, Curse of Johnny. Dr Pepper. Overrated or underrated? Uh, overrated. Not if not a fan. I heard that if you mix uh, like a, a cola with with beer it'll taste like a dr pepper is that true has anybody tried this i saw that i saw that uh i think i TikTok saw that TikTok thing. TikTok as well yeah. Yeah. yeah i haven't tried that's it. gotta be beer dependent <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i guess so beer, like different right. kinds of beers can taste wildly different totally um dr pepper is nasty i just i uh, i don't if i'm gonna have a drink with 35 grams of sugar in it it is never going to be a dr pepper yeah i don't know it's i think going it's going to be 
Just a straight up cola. Okay. I think it gets so much hate, though, that it might be underrated. Yeah. Mm, that's a bad take. I disagree. I feel like it's <laughs> it's passable. I I will I will say I never go for it. It's never my. Well, main that's kind of thing. the test, right? Well, I, I know. If you have but, like, I'd be happy if you have, have a one. choice of like five different things. This is like the the chocolate bar test. If you have a if you have a you have a decision to make among five chocolate bars. If you're never going to choose the Milky Way, then you don't really like the Milky Way. But I do like the Milky Way. I just like other things more. Better. No, it, it, he's not wrong, but it's always one of those things. Like, how often do you see people drinking Dr. Pepper? Not never, often. Never. That's because it's underrated. Yeah, but apparently. It's not on many people's radar. <laughs> yeah. Tastes like medicine. That's why it's called yeah. Doctor. Uh, Brian from Burke Mountain. Uh, PCLs and Decos. You guys are wilding today. <laughs> yeah. You guys were throwing out the Decos term a lot. And I was like, good for you. Yeah. That, that's not for me. <laughs> You'll get there, Josh. You're still young. Uh, last one. Justin Pastel de Nada, which is Portuguese custard tarts. I don't think I've had them. I don't think I have uh, Custard tarts, Portuguese custard tarts. Uh, I love it. I'm not supposed to like a lot of things about the Portuguese, given my Italian heritage. <laughs> Which apparently is only a thing amongst uh, Canadians, or maybe people in Woodbridge. Is uh, it people that don't know, right? It's like, kind of like hey, we th- they hate each other in soccer. Actual Italians and Portuguese people have no beef with each other whatsoever. If anything, but here in Canada, for sure. It's like, they just assume, they just make stuff up, make yeah. up rivalries. It's like, if Italy and Portugal were ever to end up against each other in like a World Cup or European final, it'd be a disaster. Oh, I've had these. Very tasty. Portuguese food in general. Portuguese mm. cuisine in general, very underrated. Uh, shouts to all those that uh, sent in some texts on the overrated, underrated topics. We got a ton today. We did. Oh, man, dude, we have a couple. You know what? We have a few overflow. We have some comments. Mm. We should hit those on the other side. And we got one that I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be happy about this one. Okay. Well, we'll get to it coming up. Right after the Fox most City. opinionated no, Canucks, Canucks show out there. Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Drans. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.